What is up and welcome into the Easy Smoke in the GM podcast. I'm Ezra McCann and I'm joined as always by my co-host. He's a public league legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base there. He was all swack. It's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got our GM. You can catch all his work on NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. He does a hell of a mock draft there. It's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing right. good, man. Doing good. It's getting close, baby. Getting close. Thursday is like Christmas. Well, this is, yeah. So this is, this is, I know this is your favorite time of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of them. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NFL draft will be here Thursday. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just that time where um, there's a new sense of hope. It's basically the, the beginning of the new season. You should say, you can say, and uh, you're hoping that, you know, this gets your team a little closer to, to getting to the Lombardi Trophy. So, yeah. uh, so I'm pumped up. Um, I actually, I, 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 I miss the draft only being the two days, you know, on Saturday and Sunday. Right. Yeah. Me everything too. being bunched together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. You, wake, you wake up, like, like you said, it was like Christmas. You know, right. you wake up, and, you know. <laughs> Uh, you just you just glued to the television, you know, for two days, you know, trying to find out where where everybody goes. So I definitely miss that aspect of it. But hey, we get, you know, we get each round broken down. Thursday is the first round. Friday is the second and third. Second round, and third. And then and Saturday then is four through seven. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah. So I guess you get you get a full weekend of, of, of draft stuff. So I guess that's a that's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, what, what, what do you what do you guys expect? I'm just hoping our booze this year turn into a gym. Cause I know whoever we pick is gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of booze, you know. But you think? Well, you know what? You know what? No. I think I think the expectations aren't as high this year on the draft because we know we need a quarterback, but we know there's a chance that there's a 90 percent chance that we won't be able to get one of the top ones so i think i think everyone will be just like uh whatever it is what it is uh but hopefully that whatever turns into a gym that's all i'm hoping <laughs> yeah i think uh i think bear fans in this city um or just bear fans in general um they're relatively pragmatic like they're not as cantankerous and short-tempered as philadelphia eagle or jet yeah. fans Jets things fans. don't go their way mm-hmm. yeah you know they're not booing you know don McNabb like the eagles fans did mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but that we're you know by the same token you know we don't don't assault our intelligence you yeah. know like like come on like, now like like a what, few years like, ago really yeah but that being said even when the pick is like really Bear fans, for whatever reason, have this we eternal optimism. Hope. We always got hope. <laughs> right. We always got like, hope. And it's like, well, maybe they can make it work. Let's like, give it a chance. Give it a chance. <laughs> well, so you're saying it's a chance. Remember this. The, the draft was here in Chicago in uh, we got 20 – was, was, it, was it Mitch? Yeah. So the it, year before it was, here was Kevin years, White. Right? Wasn't Kevin White here? <laughs> I think Kevin White and then uh, Mitch were both – we're both no, here. Really? Is that right? No, because wasn't there a pick before? It didn't go white then. Did, did it go white then, uh, Trubisky? I'm so burnt out on draft stuff, I can't remember. Was there was there a guy in between Trubisky? Oh, uh, was, was Leonard Floyd I think, before I think Floyd Trubisky? was in between. I think so. 
So maybe it was Floyd yeah. that was here. Yeah. Maybe it was, it, you well, know, it might have been might have been Floyd because he came to the uh he came to the studios that 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 same night. So it might have been Floyd. So Floyd and was Trubisky was Trubisky here? Uh, he had you know, the first two years were here. I don't 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 get us caught. I mean, the first two years of them having a draft was here in Chicago. And that well, was I don't cool. I don't remember any booze. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, I remember I them booing Trubisky. Really? There was some booze. There was there were, well, you know what? It wasn't booze. It was that's what we do. We don't boo. We groan here <laughs> in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We groan. It's like oh what? Like, what is this? What? And there was a, there was a lot of that. I remember them because. <laughs> Because the thing was, I think uh, where, where they said it, it was weird because the people's reactions were like, really? Because they had Mike Glennon already. So it's like, well, why are you taking a quarterback? And you just signed this guy to that much money. Why are you taking a quarterback? And why you take? Why'd you trade up to get that guy? It was like, really? It was, it was a lot of, there was some groans, man. Was some, they had scratching and groans. But people were like, okay, give it a try. But it wasn't McNabb. Uh, no, no, we don't do that in Chicago. We don't Billy move. Esk or or remember oh. Kyle Brady and the Jets. Oh yeah, the, the tight, tight end, end right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He got he got blue booed mercilessly uh, <laughs> by, by the New York crowd when he Ooh. got drafted. That's but, why I'm hoping Zach Wilson go on here and go to the Jets, <laughs> so they can boo him. <laughs> yeah, and so they can have hope like sam donald all over again but go ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so we got a special treat for everyone we were able to talk to a guy that is in the know with what's going on up at Hallis hall uh it's adam johns he covers the bears beat for the athletic uh he's been been covering that beat for a long time has some great contacts up there and is in the like i said in the know with what's going on and he was able to really give us a sense of the, the the inner workings of what's going on within the Bears front office. So uh yeah, let's bring in Adam. Let's do it. Adam, how are you doing today, man? Thanks for joining I'm, us. I'm doing great, guys. The draft is uh I guess officially less than a week away. Right. right? By right. by this point we would have had a a first round pick to <laughs> debate whether or not the Bears got right or wrong. So I love this time of year, guys. I love it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let me let me let me start with just want to ask this this question, throw this out there. Should we have any confidence in Pace and and his staff <laughs> making the right choice in the first round on Thursday night? Well, well what position are you talking about? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any man, what, what, yeah. whatever they're thinking about. Yeah, like will it make this team better? I, I think like his history is, is when it comes to like defensive players, like he's pretty good. Like his evaluations are good. The bears have, have built one of the best defenses the past few years, 2018, they're outstanding, but it's, it's offense, right? It, it's, it's that quarterback position and the bears can't live year to year going from Nick Foles, to Andy Dalton to, to who knows what, like you got to find a long-term solution. They took a big swing and whiffed on Mitch Trubisky. So paces evaluations at that position should be questioned. I, I don't know what Matt Nagy brings differently. That remains to be seen, but yeah, with, with pace, like if you look at mid round picks and defensive players, like he's pretty good, but it's that all important quarterback position. And you guys know it all comes back to that hardest position to evaluate most important position in sports. If you don't have one, you're not going to win a lot of games. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, and you mentioned quarterback, but as far as offense goes, he's been, 
pretty much almost reluctant to really draft any tackles at all yeah. of, of significance. And even his wide receiver picks, although he's picked one pretty much every year, uh, outside of, I guess, Anthony Miller, you know, they haven't really – Mooney, Mooney, I mean it's, – Mooney's it's, the one, yeah. Mooney's Mooney did really well, year. you know, and it's like, okay – but that's just one year. So we're still kind of waiting. And I, I don't think after year one, we were down on Anthony Miller. I think it took a couple of years before we kind of start feeling a little bit less. And, I, and again, I'm still not completely down on Anthony Miller. I think some of that had a lot to do with Trubisky and just somehow those guys didn't seem to communicate well. So I'm, I'm if Miller stays, I'm interested to see how he may be able to work well with a different quarterback. But point being, like you said, his offensive picks have just been, been begging for him. He's his interior offensive lineman with white hair and Daniels have been pretty good. So, so it seems like he's gotten better. And I think that's something you brought up uh, one of your articles and also listening to you, uh, you and Hogue talk in terms of he's gotten better at evaluating and he's evaluating a little bit differently than he did when he first began. Yeah, you, you would hope so, right? Learn, right? learn from your mistakes. And I guess that's where Darnell Mooney becomes part of the conversation. Did mm-hmm. he learn from past mistakes or is that just another example of him and his staff being pretty good in the middle rounds? Because their hit rate in the middle rounds is pretty good. So it's either, or I guess it remains to, to, to be seen um, in terms of what they do this year. Um, you used the word reluctant to describe their resistance. We'll say to, to drafting an, an offensive tackle. And like, this has to be the year. It, it's a pretty good class for offensive tackles. Um, it does drop off a little bit after Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of take your pick there. Maybe the best value is later in the first round, like after 20 into the second round, because I think some of those guys could be very similar in grades and that varies sure. team by team, uh, by team, but it's, it's, it's overdue, right guys. It's, it's, yeah. it's an important position. Yeah. It's a premium position. Uh, like Charles Leno jr. Deserves a lot of credit for being a seventh round pick and he's, he stabilized mm-hmm. the left tackle position. Right. But I think at this point, you're trying to get upgrades. I think their pursuits in free agency say that. You're trying for upgrades at tackle, upgrades at receiver. We'll see what the Bears could do in the draft. With that being said, how do you see the Bears playing out uh, their eight draft picks? Like, where do you see them sequentially as far as being of importance? Would you go – you know, offensive tackle or wide receiver, you know, with the first and, or flip-flop that, or, you know, pretty much. And I know when we get to the compensatory picks, it's kind of just, you know, roll the dice, but essentially, yeah. especially those first four uh, picks, one through uh, one through five. I, I, I like to see them four. like, so Pace is draft history. He's got eight trade-ups and three trade-backs. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think like the, we, Hogan and I talked about this on the podcast the other day. Like I understand the philosophy for moving up for a guy. Like you see it, happen all the time like yeah pace has more but a lot of teams move up for it guys I, I just think you're at a point with with pace where some of those moves those conviction moves mm-hmm. should be questioned like no definitely maybe let's try let's try to play the value of the board a little bit mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. let's have a larger draft class so you have more swings at everything and it increases your it increases your hit rate across the board right like that's right. just half of these picks aren't going to pan out so let's have more <laughs> picks right? right like and when you have needs at every premium position mm-hmm. tackle cornerback receiver right um what am i missing here um db db pa- like pass rusher yeah. like pass rusher. and then 
quarterback. Like, yeah. you need the picks. And at 20, you're not in the in the best position to get one of the best five quarterbacks unless one miraculously falls into <laughs> the, the, the teens, right? Like, Yeah, good luck with that. It's not going to happen, right? Yeah, I'm All with right. you. It's not going to happen. So it's, it's, it's time to use the 20th pick. This, this is just me talking mm-hmm. for more draft capital. And I know you got to get those picks right. And that's all that matters. But when you have more picks, the odds of you getting more of those picks, right. It increases, especially in terms of number of players. So sure. that, that's where I, I would start. It's and, and in that draft range, history shows there's a lot of moves that can be made up and down. So w- let's see what he could do. So to me, to answer your question in a roundabout way, let's move the pick. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you because it's like his first round picks have been more missed than hit. And with more picks, you give yourself a little more chance to do better. And I I think we've seen that with the Jaguars and the Jets uh, specifically, even the Dolphins, where they've maximized uh, moving around to where I think each of those teams have five picks in the first 100. And I think uh, the Dolphins have three three picks in the first 50, something like that. So, I mean, that's saying, hey, you know what? We may not get it right, but we've got something else just in case we got it wrong. Yeah, I like bringing up the Ravens a lot because they're mm-hmm. they're like experts at, at this. And that's their philosophy, right? Like, you, right. you got to play the board and not overvalue some of these guys you, you like, right? Like, every team groups their guys, like in tiers, clouds, whatever you want to say, like in terms of, of draft grade, in terms of the area they're comfortable with drafting certain players. But I just keep going back to what the Ravens did in 2018. They moved back twice in the first round. Moved back right. twice in the first round. Yeah, the, their eventual first first-round pick hasn't been that good in tight end Hayden Hurst. But then they moved back into the first round and took a pretty special quarterback at number 32 and get that, you get that fifth year option. You, you get that. Who's that guy? A league yeah. MVP, right? So wide receiver, right? Exactly. Right. So the, that type of philosophy and just being targeted and aggressive when you really have to be like the Ravens approach that year in 2018, moving back twice and then being aggressive when you had to be to get that quarterback that you liked in Lamar Jackson. Seems sound. The, to me, now not all teams are the Ravens, but it seems but, like a pretty good philosophy. But we're talking about the Bears here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just, I do we have faith that they're that astute? I mean, I'm with you, trading back and be able to maneuver and get more picks. And we have seen Pace trade back in the middle rounds and be able to maneuver and get an extra pick or to try and make up for whatever pick he had uh, given up to, given to up. move up. Mm-hmm. But are we. Do, do, do we see them being that savvy in our, yeah. and, and more importantly, are they in a more desperate situation now to where maybe they don't do that? Are they going to play it more safe this time? Are they going to be more risk oriented? Where's the reward in doing either? Well, like you try to learn from what their actions are and they, they want aggressive, like beyond aggressive to try to get Russell Wilson, right? Like right. That, that, that's the truth. And I don't know how much that carries over into uh, the draft. Right. And, like yeah. is pace going to be allowed to be that aggressive? And, and like, this is where the conversation gets muddied a bit, right? Like, mm-hmm. cause then the, the checks and balancer here guys is <laughs> Ted Phillips. Like this is where the structure of the bears uh, organization comes into question. Like, like yeah. who's going to tell pace? No, that he can't trade up for quarterback. Like I, I like Justin Fields a lot, mm-hmm. but to go from 20 to four, like, Holy that moly, that's right. a lot that's, of draft that's capital. A, right. It's gonna take a lot of capital. That, that's a that's that's a that's a king's ransom there. Right, right, Brandon. Like, like, like how 
And I like Fields. Like, I, I, like you talk to people in the league, like the draft starts at number three and what the 49ers do. Like, right. if they take Mac Jones, like, mm. I don't like, see that happening. Like, be, be aggressive and get Justin Fields or, or, or Trey Lance, but then there's a lot of competition. So, but, the, but then that's in terms of desperation. Yeah, the Bears are desperate. They don't have a quarterback, <laughs> but a lot of teams are desperate because they don't have quarterbacks. And right. with the Bears, it becomes more nuanced because what does the future hold for Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy? And who's going to be the one who has like the final say? Like, who's checking and balancing them? That's Ted Phillips. So then this conversation just goes somewhere else, guys. But th- that's that's where the Bears are. <laughs> do you do you think is this a is this a win or rough season for the for uh for Pace and, and Nagy? See, like I, I don't think like their seats are, are that hot. Really? I, I, I really don't because I do believe there's value in having a coach with a winning record, a coach without having a losing season. And I know they made the bears or the bears made the playoffs as that seventh seed. That right. Seventh it was, it was seed. an expanded playoff. Yeah. 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 But they still made the playoffs after losing what five or six games in a row. Like there's value in that. And I, I think the bears management is still stung by the, the Emory Tressman era, like and how much of a mess that became. And, and they see even like Fox wasn't all, uh, like th- there was some right. controversy there. Like by the end of it, the GM and the head coach didn't see eye to eye. And I could tell you ownership loves Ryan Pace and they, they still love Matt Nagy, but they go four and 12 or what four and 13, right? If my math is right, like, <laughs> right. like it's yeah. something, you know, if they only win five games and Andy Dalton stinks. Yeah. yeah. Th- then maybe they're out, but I don't think like, like, Speaking today, and that's the uh, game. They go, they have a good chance to win seven or eight at yeah. the very least. Right, right. The roster is <laughs> good enough to, to to be, you know, to flirt with playoff contention, and that's a watered down playoffs, right, right. But you know, here we are talking ten thirty, April twenty third. Like, I, I don't think their seats are that hot. Like, really, is is all the desperation that we we just talked about, um, like the Russell Wilson thing does signify that. Like, hey, we're given, we're like, we're, we're willing to give Ryan Pace some freedom to be overly wow. aggressive here. Like, that, that's how you have to read it. But I don't know if that, there's a difference between Russell Wilson and the unknowns of a draft True. prospect as much as you might like Trey Lance or, or Justin Fields. It's, there, there's a difference there between the known, known player, known star player, and the draft prospect. Uh, let's say they don't trade back and they don't trade forward. Uh, who do they take or what position do you think they value the most? Not what you want, not what I want, but what do you think they are thinking? What do you oh, think they yeah. value the most? Um, I would rank receiver. I'm with, yeah, that's probably like, I want them to take an offensive tackle. I, I think the <laughs> right. majority think- of, most of us like, in the world if, do. if Christian Derrissaw or Tevin Jenkins is there, like mm-hmm. sign me up. But if I'm the bears and I'm looking at what they did in free agency and I'm looking at their history and their roster construction, it's receiver. Yeah. It's going to be a receiver. Like Matt Nagy is going to try to find a, a, a game breaker, whether that's the kid from Florida, the kid from Minnesota. I, I don't know, but you're not getting one of the top guys at 20. So right. we'll see. Um, how, many, um, how many receivers do they even have on the roster right now? Yeah. I know they 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 signed Godwin, 
Right. Um, they still have. We're not sure what's going to happen with Miller, right? Right. Probably not sure what's going to happen yeah. with Wims. Right. right. And, and, yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah, that's a huge need there. Yeah, I, I would say the, the only two they feel. Mooney. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mooney, Mooney and, and, and Allen Robinson. And then Robinson, Allen Robinson. Right. Like, yeah, Robinson. Like, can you get <laughs> that extension? Because <laughs> if. <laughs> Like there was like no negotiations last year, so and and I know like it works both ways, but you have to plan for that potential reality as well. What if Allen Robinson, like this is his last year in the franchise tag, and he just wants to move on? Like that's a reality you have to prepare yourself for. So with that being said, what receiver? Because I, I as, again, I you know I'm the Tennessee guy. Of course, I hate everything Florida and Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but but that being said. Uh, once they become pros, I can leave that behind. But Kadarius Tony, he's got a little bit of a, a off the field history, and the Bears have been super, you know, stay away from anything that smells like it could be a potential problem or that had been a problem in, in someone's past. So, with that being said, if we're considering wide receiver, who do you think the Bears are going to be uh, targeting? Well, he's electric, right? Like, but like he with is. the ball in his hands, he's he's dynamic. Yes, he he's the type of guy. Like that's a Matt Nagy type guy. It's Tariq Hill, but Tariq Hill fell because he had off the field yeah. problems. So, so Tony's probably the same thing, right? So, right. again, it goes to the value of the board at twenty. Like, you talk to some people, and there's such a range there, right? That, mm-hmm. that, again, that's why you see trade backs and trade ups. Right. The value of these boards will vary team by team by team, and gosh. In an ideal ideal world, you trade back, you, you add maybe another third round pick, and someone moves up for a pass rusher, or something like that. But but we're not trading back now. There's, we're staying no, at no, you're you're twenty. Yeah, the Bears are taking a receiver at twenty. So who's that guy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I to, to be honest with you, like I like. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, so let me throw a name at you. And and, and he kind of jumped up a little bit for me. He's been a solid player, and Bears seem seem to tend to like players that are solid you know character and all that kind of stuff but when he went sub four four that's Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota yeah he, he dropped a, mm. I think it was a four three eight or four three nine and he's done some work in the slot as well so either he or Mooney but Bateman I think it's big enough that you can put him on the boundary and, and slot Mooney in the uh in that slotted area and I can see Bateman being someone that like you mentioned if the Bears are unable to keep Robinson's services, you know, going forward, I can see Bateman maybe being that primary receiver after yeah, Robinson leaves. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Actually, in the in the, the last athletic beat writer mock draft, Kevin Fishman did move down from twenty to twenty three. Okay, but but the pick was Bateman. Yeah, really? I think he got, okay. Yeah, yes. Um, for everything you just said there, huh. in, in many ways, and I, I don't think just to highlight again that whole Robinson situation and. Uh, like you look at all these guys and they're 40 times. And I know some teams, uh, a lot of them don't value 40 times anymore. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, what they could do with the ball in their hands and their, their, their short area quickness to use another sc- sure. you know, scouting term to, to create that separation. But a lot of these guys aren't big. Like I'm five, nine. Mm-hmm. And like, I know Mooney plays bigger than his size. I know, you know, um, Tyreek Hill plays bigger than his size, but not all guys play bigger than their size. True. Um, I know speed still kills, but you want guys that are a bit bigger, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Look, look at the best receivers in the game. They're, you know, they're, they still hover around six feet or, or, or taller. Um, Bateman seems to check that box 
mm-hmm. for, for me at least in, in terms of size. And if you're replacing, if you're potentially replacing a guy like Allen Robinson, like he's got to check that box in terms of size. And like there's, there's guys later in the second, third rounds with, sure. the, the, you know, the sub four fours, the speed that you want mm-hmm. and the dynamic play playmaking ability that you want with the ball in their hands. But size still matters, still counts for something, right? Right. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you this. And I know we've bounced around a little bit, but and we've mentioned how important quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you, you're, you're really struggling in the NFL. Again, let's say the Bears don't trade up. They don't trade down. They keep their picks. Let's say, you know, the you first You just round. want to stand pat and just pick at number 20, don't you? Well, I'm just, you know, I, because it's so – we don't know the variables at this point, yeah. how far they'll trade up, what they have to give up to trade up. And so That's all fair. those things become, you know, somewhat more, you know, muddled. So let's say the Bears take receiver number one or even offensive tackle number one. Uh, number two is that or second round, I should say, is that where they target a quarterback or do they wait to the third round? And either or second or third round and targeting a quarterback, what quarterbacks do you see available in the second round? And who do you see maybe being available in the third round? Well, you're starting with Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask and Davis Mills, right? Those are the next three yeah, quarterbacks. So and the one for me is Kellen Mond. Like, can, okay. can we just like, I, I feel like teams have become increasingly guilty of like almost over evaluating guys, like, okay. like purposely finding holes, right? Like, yep. and this guy in terms of experience, winning games, his accuracy has improved from his freshman mm-hmm. season to his um, senior season for a guy who was recruited to Texas A&M for like a, a like a different scheme. Right. And then to become a winner in, a, in another scheme, a, a pretty difficult scheme, you know, that the Jimbo Fisher wants to run. Like right. I like what he brings and just in terms of like upside and potential, like a higher ceiling, mm-hmm. higher floor, even like Kellen mind has it to, to me. I don't work for a team, but th- that's my guy. Like, it, but then like, where do you draft them? Um, second round. Second you can't round. wait. Mm. So you trade back, you, you stay at 52 or you trade back a little bit. If you, if you kind of feel that maybe he might still be around in the late sixties, Glenn, you might have to trade up. Like really, it, wow. it's, it's just a different position. It, it's there's the quarterback draft and there's everybody else. It's it, that's how it is. And you have to be aggressive at some point. And like we saw that with pace and Trubisky, um, but there's so many other like variables come the, the second and third round. There's a lot of picks that, that come and go. Um, quarterbacks always move up boards in those mm-hmm. middle rounds just because of the importance of the position. So if you like certain traits, if you like a guy a bit, and I could see Kellen Mond being a Matt Nagy guy. I can see that. I can see Matt yeah. Nagy liking him more than Pace. I'm yeah. with you there. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I can see that. Be sure you get him. Now, I'm not saying take him at 20, but be sure you get him in uh, oh, yeah. on, on day two but that he, he would do it for me um i think trask big arm not very mobile um probably needs the right scheme system and coach and all that offensive tackles to block for him. yeah 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 <laughs> maybe this you know amazing special tight end to, to play with them too that he had in, in college as well <laughs> right um right. like you know like a transcendent like unbelievable talent to play with them as well. Um, even Tony, you know, like he had good guys, um, like, and then Davis Mills, 
I get, I get like why he may appeal to certain teams. Like he looks the part, but the guy just, just can we learn something from the Mitch Trubisky situation? Can, can we that's, like, that's what I'm wondering too. have a you more know? well-rounded evaluation <laughs> of, of right. a player. And to me, it's mine. And, and again, the upside is there too, just in terms of like his arm, like, I, I think is underestimated just in terms of the the velocity, some of the accuracy and what he's able to do in certain windows. How I, much, how much influence do you think that Matt Nagy has mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, the evaluation of, of the college quarterbacks? Uh, maybe 10 times more than John Fox did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. That's the, from what, from, from yeah. reports what, what, when it came to Deshaun Watson, yeah. uh, Fox, was- um, that's who Fox wanted. Yeah, Fox, yeah, Fox yeah. uh, was the, the the offensive coordinator at the time. Um, like Gase. Was it Gase? No, no, no. It was Dow Loggins. Dow Yeah. Yeah, Loggins. They all were with Deshaun Watson and, you know, Pace went went his way. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering, did, did he learn from that? Yeah, you hope so. You hope so. And, like, that, that draft is so, like, like, here, here's the thing. Like John Fox actually wanted Jamal Adams at number three. Like that, that was his yeah, pick. Yeah. Yeah. That made a lot um, of sense. Dow Loggins was a Trubisky guy. Um, it was Dave Ragone, the quarterback's coach. Ragone. Yeah. 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 Who, who wanted Watson. And so again, I think what Pace has to learn from that process is like, I get, you got to hide your cards a bit, like, mm-hmm. and draft information is, is everything. But the, the chief's evaluation was just so, more nuanced and layered and it's called opinionated because everybody was involved in the process and everybody knew they were involved in the process. Mm-hmm. This was different. The bears evaluation of Trubisky in 2017 was different. And, you know, I, I think them, I'm not going to use the word collaborating, even you know, I'm wearing a shirt that says, you know, collaborating. <laughs> like, um, like them actually like talking about it. Like it's, it's gotta be a benefit, right. As opposed to like, Hey John, just so you know, in two hours from now, I'm gonna take this this, this kid, Mr. Right. Trubisky, and, and Fox, you know, being like, what? Like who? Like, like the the process you hope is better and, and they and they learn from it. And not only that, like you hope pace has changed his process a bit, you know, to not become so locked in in a guy, to 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 really have some checks and balances to his process with with his other evaluators, some very good evaluators on his staff. Um, and going with that, you know, and that makes a lot of sense and hopefully, you know, life is dynamic and things don't remain static. Um, who are the bears? <laughs> I mean, I mean, really like, you know, you mentioned the Ravens, like you can identify, uh, their process. You can identify who they are as a team and you, you know, clear cut their, you know, run oriented team, great defense, so on and so forth. And I, I realized traditionally, historically, the Bears are a defensive team and, and, you know, running backs and all that. And even now, as we speak about the Bears, we lean towards the defense, basically because we just don't have anything else to lean towards. But our, even our defense now seems to be kind of twixt. Like, what are we really? Yeah. Uh, so so who are the Bears and how is this Pace-Nagy regime defining or redefining this organization? Well, I'll, I'll look at it, like, a, a few different ways. Like, from – the historical context, like you always hear the criticism of the bears. Are they really trying to win? Like they are, <laughs> they, they, they like, like they really are like, and um, 
they've just gotten it wrong. And let's just talk about quarterback. Like they've taken huge swings at, at that position from trading for Rick Meyer, right? Like, oh to, man, to yeah, open that up. Wow, yeah. you, you really went to well, the hard I'm going to open up a lot of wounds right now, like um, Cade McNown, Rex Grossman, the trade uh. for Jake Cutler, um, the trade for Mitch Trubisky. Like, they've taken huge swings at trying to get this right. They know they need a quarterback. They've just been wrong every step of the way. Um, right. And, like, you bring that to now where, like, I think the conversation, at least where I'm stuck, is it's Matt Nagy. Like, it's now his evaluation and the most important position. And I think he carries significant weight. What does he want? Who does he like? Will he get it? Will Pace go and get that player for him? Um, do we know what he likes? Like Mitch Trubisky as a player is a lot different than Nick Foles and a lot different than Andy Dalton. Like who is the perfect quarterback for Matt Nagy? He loves Alex Smith, but he also ranked Patrick Mahomes as the number one quarterback prospect in 2017, his quarterback prospects were Mahomes, Watson, then Trubisky. Liked Mitch, like he thought he could develop, but was a third. He was his third quarterback. So, but again, Alex Smith is also a lot different than Patrick Mahomes. So, like, this is Matt Nagy's world. I think we're all trying to live in it right now, but we're also trying to figure it out. It's it's like it's like questioning his play calling. It's questioning his system. And now he's back to being the play caller. Like what's Bill Lazor's role. He's had Mark Helfrich here. He's had different offensive linemen. Like if, it's if my I, question. Who are we? Yeah. Again, like who are the bears? I, I yeah. think if you had to, to sum it up, like they're Matt Nagy's team right now. <laughs> and can he make, can he get, can, can Matt Nagy, get the quarterback position right like that's where the bears are right now in 2021 that's who they are as a franchise right now will he have time to develop that quarterback ask ted phillips <laughs> <laughs> like but that's again that's the uh, how layered this conversation gets but drafting a quarterback should afford you time it should even if it's in the second round with kellen Mott, like you have to play this hmm. out and that's why i don't think their seats are that hot um, as we talked about earlier, they're probably good enough for seven, eight, nine wins. Um, just because of their, their, how it's, it's the parody of the league. Right. Um, we'll see. So, yeah. So, so what's, so what's the bar then you think? Is it. If you, I, if you I, go, for you 2021, nine, nine and eight. Yeah. You go nine and eight. Every, everyone's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, how, like that's, that's the bears though. Right. That's. <sighs> As traditionally the Bears, and they, they, since day one, they promised pace. They'd be patient with them. I think that patience has definitely been tested. But I do think there's value. At least they see value in the winning record that Matt Nagy has. The two playoff appearances. I know, albeit one deserves that asterisk because <laughs> it's, it's the extra seed. But like, like, but that's they know they're not a mess right now. They want to see if these guys can clean up maybe some of the mess they've created for themselves, which starts and ends at the most important position and the hardest to evaluate in sports, quarterback. Jeez. And so we're doomed, basically. Is what nah, 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 nah. Hey. <laughs> Historically speaking, it's we just don't get it right. It's degrees out. The sun's out. I think it's supposed <laughs> to rain tomorrow, but <laughs> Man. spring is here in Chicago. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, okay, so let me ask you this question. Um, 
pace his history he traditionally goes for a guy from division you know one double a or fcs uh, division two on down is there a player or player in what position do you see him doing that at that's going to happen oh, we that, just that's, know that's going to happen that's a good question um I, I i always look um like 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 for those guys mm-hmm. in his draft like I, I really like why am i blanking at his name um the western michigan it? receiver um oh, uh, eskridge eskridge yeah but again five, nine and a half, but you know what? Third, fourth round, you know, they don't have a fourth round pick, but third round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Speed, speed yeah, kills. Speed, and, speed, yeah. and he's got that short area, you know, maneuverability that, that, that you want too. like, he stands out to me. Um, you know, you, you look at like athletic profiles as mm-hmm. well. Like, um, maybe guys that weren't like superstars in college, like, like a Nick Neiman, who's actually from like Sycamore, Illinois, who ran like just prototypical linebacker size. And then he has a pro day where he runs a four, four, you know, like those guys in the right. mid rounds, um, appeal to Ryan pace. You know, you just look at, you know, Joel Ebeniwe or Nick Kwiatkowski, like guys that have certain physical traits and playmaking abilities. Um, now Kwiatkowski turned out to be a bit better than, uh, Iggy, but it's, you know, like those things, they, they do look for, but you're right in saying that pace has a, a history um, of taking flyers. You know, this goes, you know, like Jordan Morgan, like, like th- Ooh, there's yeah, another one. Of- yeah. You remember him? Like, yeah, like, right. like he was, he was part of that Trubisky <laughs> draft class. So they right. try and, and they miss, but um, the mid rounds, like day three is Ryan Pace's day. Like he does well. Like <laughs> that's like, true. He just needs to be <laughs> a bit better on Thursday. And that's nights. great. Yeah. <laughs> We just we just need the impact players from the, from the first and second rounds to work. Right, right, Ezra. Like, like you, you need <laughs> like let's, let's find some stars. Right, like right. And you know, like who knows what you'll get in the twenty range? That you know, like offensive line is such a safe pick in, in that area. Um, cornerback is a safe pick in, in that area, just in terms of what the history says. But what do you think about Robert Rochelle out of Central Arkansas? Is he going to uh, be there? Is he, is he talented enough to where he may go early day two? Or is he someone that you think because of all this quarterback movement, not just in the first round, but as we alluded to earlier, maybe even people moving up to get quarterbacks in the second round, that's going to push a lot of other talent, you know, further down the draft. Well, that, the, Robert yeah. Rochelle fall? Yeah, probably. Well, it, it applies to every position, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, it applies to 20. Like that's the predicament especially in, in the first round for the bears early second, like these are quality players. They're going to be pushed down by every, right. in, in every pick because of the run and quarterbacks. Cause five are going to go in the top, like top 10, top 15. So good players are going to fall. And that starts at, at, at number 20. And like, I, I don't know too much about him to, to be honest with you, but like um, I'll be honest there, but I, I generally think, you know, again, the, the draft starts at three because of I think everybody pretty much assumes what's going to happen in one and two. But good players are going to fall because of this, you know, players that might actually have better grades than some of these quarterbacks. But again, right. you know, like like Mac Jones just plays a more important position than uh, I don't know, like, you know, like around oh, more. Like it's just like it's, right. it's just it's just different value because of how important that position is. And but again, that applies Later, it's like Kalamon moves up. That means another good player is, is going to fall because of the desperation for the position. Like someone's going to reach on Kyle Trask. Why? Because they might need a quarterback. 
but that makes for you know this this it's just like, like you said it's two drafts there's quarterbacks and there's everybody else and, and yes. it's and especially in today's nfl so only become more and more and more like that um, if you had to if you had to place a bet oh go i'm sorry go ahead, go no ahead, no go ahead. no dude please go ahead <laughs> if you if you have to place a bet would you say that they're going to uh stand pat at 20 trade up trade down if you had to had to bet the house on it if I had to bet the house on it, I, I, <laughs> Glenn's going to like this. It's like they're going to be stuck, like <laughs> you know, and they're going to take somebody. Like, say they take Greg Newsom, which I think would be a great pick. Yeah, that would be okay awesome. With that. At twenty, okay right? And but I think certain parts of the fan base have become so infatuated with improving the offense, and I'm guilty mm-hmm. of that too. Like, I could see why fans would be upset about that if they took a cornerback. But like, to, to be honest with you guys, like, like if I had to pick like a, the most perfect bears thing that will just infuriate like half the base, like that would be it. Like taking a pass rusher, like the guy from oh. Michigan, right? Or like somebody there pay. At, 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 at 20, <laughs> like that would like, no one's going to be happy with who the bears oh. pick, but like, like picking a defensive player, despite all the needs on, on offense, like I think that would set people off. And, and Ezra, like that, like, like, let's be honest, that's, that's what's going to happen, right? Like, like, <laughs> but like Greg Newsom's an outstanding player. Yes, he is. And if he's there or, um, why am I blanking on, on the, the, uh, JC Horn's his name, right? Like JC Horn on South Carolina. Yes. Yeah. Like if he happens to fall at 20, like he could, I do it. But you, you know, if he falls at 20, I, I think you you have to take him, man. He's yes. physical. He's got the speed. Um, he became over playmaker this past year, you know, with interceptions as opposed to his previous years. I think he's a guy who's getting better. Right? Like I, you can see that improvement from you know two years ago to last year to this year. And I think his ceiling, you know, I hate to sound you know trite, but his ceiling is is higher than 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 a lot of people probably even realize it and again you know here in the midwest we don't although he played in the sec it wasn't florida or auburn or alabama it was south carolina we just don't see those games that often so you really would have to go and watch him you know particularly to see how well he is uh played and i I think that's a guy that if he falls there i I, i'm of the mind you know wide receiver or or tackle I, i think offensively we need to address that but if that guy falls that changes, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I think even Newsom applies to that because I, I could see him going. Again, that's a premium position. Cornerback's mm-hmm. a premium position. It's those guys are valued differently by team. And but to, to Ezra's question, it's it's just like, like, what do I think the Bears will will, will do? <laughs> Draft defense, the Chicago Bears guys. <laughs> you know what though? That, that that wouldn't bother me all that much. I yeah. just don't want a project yeah. in the first or second round. I want somebody yeah. that's going to come in and make an impact, no matter Plug what the play. position is. Plug yeah. and right play, away. Guy. right? Yeah. Play, play. That, that's what you need. Like, right? And that's it, I mean, almost like the it's almost the argument against a left tackle in in a sense, even though this is the last year of Leno's deal, and you just paid Jermaine Effetti. Uh, decent amount of money, like, right. you know, like is the best value for that tackle in, you know, based on the bears boards is that second round. And can you find a guy I, like, I, I think you can. I mean, when we look at this draft and I think you've even written about it as well, there are a lot of offensive linemen. There are a lot of wide receivers and there are a lot of cornerbacks. And 
at some point it gets to where the difference between them is negligible at best, you know, especially after you get past me with the first two or three at each of those yeah. positions. So, you know, at that point, if you don't have those first two or three, if you don't get a JC Horn, if Greg Newsom, if you're feeling strong about him, but he's gone, or you're feeling kind of like he's not much different than Eric Stokes or Tyson Campbell, then maybe you just kind of let it go back. Or Robert Rochelle out of Central Arkansas, because your pace and you like these guys from small schools and all the measurables are there for him. Maybe, you know, you, you allow that to kind of uh, be your, your barometer. Um, I wonder, and, and this year is so, and we haven't even really talked about it. We haven't hit on it with, with the pandemic and everything. This year is so weird and for several reasons. I mean, the, the cap was affected. So a lot of uh, players are already in the NFL. A lot of veterans are on one-year deals or maybe two years at most. Uh, so you really are looking, you know, not just for this year. You're kind of, when you're in this draft, you're kind of looking towards the next couple of years and how cost-effective these guys are going to be once you have them signed. But also, too, we had not just college players opt out. We had some of these professional players that opted out as well. But let's go, in, since we are talking the draft, how affected, or in your opinion, how much more difficult uh, is, is, you know, assessing these players? And I think of a guy like Joe Tryon, an edge rusher out of Washington. And I'm like, eh. You know, he had a nice one year. A lot of these guys had like one really good year. Yeah. Then, you know, they didn't have this year to back it up. So you're like, it, and then some guys kind of came back and didn't do as well in two or three games. So, and then guys coming off of injuries. That's the other thing too. Some of these guys were injured, you know, take Caleb Fairley out of uh, Virginia Tech. You take um, uh, Nasser Ladeen, uh Hamsal Nasser Ladeen out of uh, Florida State as far as uh, safety goes. Here's the guys who are coming off of ACLs and, you know, it's like, are they, you know, they do a little combine thing at a pro day, but does that mean that they can change direction? Does that mean that they lost in that? I mean, how difficult <laughs> to get to my question, yeah, how difficult yeah. is this opt out year and pandemic going to affect the draft? Oh, extremely, extremely. Like if you have an unconnected scout, like people forget how much of this, the, the scouting world is, is, those relationships that you build when you visit these colleges and you weren't able to do that every year. So if that person you see and you're friendly with, you know, like it's, it's the, the, the trainers, the assistant trainers, it's the equipment guys. It's, you know, it's, it's a staff member who works with the players. Like it's those people you see, but you couldn't see this year because of the pandemic. If you're not like in a text message relationship with these people, or you can't call them up, like that's information lost. It's a lot of information lost and you know, the bears to be honest, have some of the most experienced scouts, but like if you have some of these unconnected well, scouts, that, that is significant. Like in terms of information, in terms of finding like answers to questions about work ethic and right. character and leadership and just some of those intangible things that you can't always, you know, get on tape that you have to ask questions about, not just one person, several people to get a fuller picture. Um, if you have a staff full of unconnected scouts and they're just film junkies, then you might have some problems <laughs> on your hands when it comes to correctly, correctly differentiating certain guys based on some of the intangible things. Um, I, I think they're like, this is the smallest draft pool in, I don't know, recent memory in terms of like players signing with agents. Mm. and it's usually like in the thousands. I think this is like only 600 or something like that. Wow. Um, so that's significant. Um, 
I think there was just a rule. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I, I saw this yesterday in a memo where, where teams can only invite five undrafted guys to their rookie camps. Um, That's it? Pace, yeah, yeah. Pace in the past few years has expanded those into like extra right. workouts. Right, right, right. He'd have like 30 guys out there. <laughs> right. Like he'd have like two rosters, like your seven draft picks and then like 35 other guys that you have to do research on. Like – he would do that to look for potential, you know, di- diamonds in the rough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, that's what he would do. And, and sometimes you would find one, sometimes not. But like in terms of like Pace has a decent history of finding undrafted free agents from Cam Meredith to, to Bryce Callahan to, to Roy mm-hmm. Robertson Harris. Like he's found yeah. some of those diamonds, guys who could play I- I- at this level. And casting that wide net, as he would say, has mm-hmm. helped him do that. He'd sign guys right after the draft, but then he'd bring in a bunch more to see what they could do. He can't do that this year. So that changes the evaluation. That wow. that, that changes how targeted you have to be an undrafted free yeah, agency. So, factor that in. you know, like teams, you know, in, in most years only have, now, now this varies from organization to organization, but like they only grade like 150 players, hmm. you know, even though like the draft is, is more than that, you know, right that's their board and they're sticking to it. Now, some of those guys could be priority free agents too, but that's how pointed or, or, or detailed some of these boards get and how many guys just get eliminated and sure. become part of the free agent pool. But this year in terms of lack of access, um, lack of visits to, to zoom meetings, to a smaller pool, you know, like it's different, extremely different. Um, and like, and then here you are with like five quarterbacks to go in, in, in the top 10. It always come back to the quarterbacks, but like this year is just beyond different in terms of the evaluation for these teams. What year is this on the beat for you now? Oh man. Um, I started in 2012. So I've been through Lovey Smith, <laughs> um, <laughs> Mark Tressman, John Fox. Sorry about that. Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's Yeah. <laughs> So how how is it how is it different now being yeah. the uh being the 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 vet on the on the beat as it was to being uh being the young guy the, the young guy um I'll, I'll be honest from a reporter standpoint like all that change helps you because it like it levels the 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 playing field a, a bit like like old context like surprisingly I, I've hit it off with like some of those former players like, you know, Charles Tillman, Lance Briggs and, and all those guys, guys I only got to know for like a, a year, but um, yeah, levels the playing field a bit, but yeah, so, so much change. Yeah. Like I covered the Blackhawks before this. Right. And like Remember some that. of those dudes are still on the team. Like <laughs> that's great. Or, or they, or they, or they, or they work for the team, you know, like right. Brent Seabrook just retired like, yeah. <laughs> and going from like, like this team and, you know, it's the quarterbacks, you know, like who do we have? Cutler, McCown, um, Jason Campbell was still on the team when I covered, oh. like I, I covered that, uh, the, the, you know, the Colin Kaepernick game in yeah, right. yeah. San Francisco yeah, got, where yeah. he just destroyed yeah. them. Like, yeah. like and Jason Campbell started that game. Like yeah. I covered that right. game. Like, um, um, I, Jimmy Clawson, I covered a start of his, I believe <laughs> like Matt Barkley. Oh, or, wow. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah like it's (laughs) it blows your mind a bit like like the change like i always bring up the coaches but then you can go to the quarterbacks and like then it's the offensive coordinators it's 
Um, I, I guess there only has been two GMs from Emory to um, Pace, but it's the change is quite constant, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's something else. It's amazing. You haven't grayed at all. I mean, it's like being in the White House. You know, you would think after a while, <laughs> no, with all no. that turmoil, you'd have grayed. There, there, and... there is great. I just, I just yeah. got a, a haircut yesterday, so <laughs> what well, you, you could see it here on the sides. Um, um, yeah, my my wife gives me a hard time about it, but yeah, the the, the grays are coming through the brown <laughs> for sure. That's awesome, man. Hey, well, thank you very much. You can catch Adam on the Athletic. Read all this stuff. And the podcast, the Hogan Johns podcast. Uh, we greatly appreciate you joining us, man. man we hope definitely. to have you back soon. Anytime, thanks. guys. Lots of thanks, fun. Thanks, Adam. Thank you very it, much. We'd like to thank Adam for for joining us. Uh, he really gave us some some good insight in, in what's going on up there uh, within within the Bears organization. One thing I what what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys what I got, and you guys can can tell me what you guys got. Uh, I think the big thing, number one, was that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy aren't on a hot seat. That's that was yeah. the number one thing I took. I took out of yeah. uh, out of uh, our discussion with Adam and that I don't think it, it surprised me, but it's just interesting that average is going to be OK, <laughs> you know, uh, for 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 that regime, you know, seven, eight, nine wins will be just fine. And I I, I don't know how comfortable I feel with that. Yeah, uh, I got some of that too. Like what you're saying, these guys maybe not on the hot seat as you know we have perceived them to be based upon you know our own estimations <laughs> and how long he, especially Pace, has been in position. And you know the accomplishments really haven't outweighed the disappointments. Uh, the other thing I kind of took from it was it's just that how we think in process is not the same way that they think in process. And when I say we, I mean, it's the general public. It's like the bears almost work in opposition of themselves in opposition of what seems to be, you know, you, you come away saying, yeah, that's what anybody would think, but somehow the bears seem to just think it and see it differently. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, he, he, John's Adam kind of gives us an idea of like, like, Hey, no, this is how you're seeing it, but that's not how they're seeing it. And that was uncomfortable too. Yeah, because <laughs> it makes you feel like, well, how are you not seeing what seems to be so obvious? Yeah, that yeah. that was a little uncomfortable too. Yeah, Adam, I, Adam uh, made me feel uh, uncomfortable, man. I don't know if <laughs> talking to Adam, Adam was, it was, it was kind of uncomfortable. You know, the realities he was he was laying in for us. Yeah, I, I definitely learned a lot from listening to him, and uh, yeah, definitely all on the same page. Where we, I definitely don't think they're on the hottest of seats that we thought they were on. Uh, one thing that stood out for me was uh, Adam speaking on the fact that uh, Nagy may have more of a say on picking the next quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, that although we've had our issues with Nagy and and you know and how he ran things and his play calling, that made me feel a, a little relieved because of knowing what what uh pace did in the past and knowing that and knowing that Nagy has zero to do with that pick he came on with the notion that he can save that pick but (laughs) but but now like having the mindset that you know what the next guy will be a guy that can fit his his uh his mindset his mind frame his system 
and and Kelly Mond has become intriguing to me because of all the stuff I was saying. Like he was like that guy is more of a Matt Nagy type guy, right? And we're gonna we're going to miss out on the top five QBs that come around. It's just now interesting to know: Are we going to be that team to take a sixth first round quarterback, or will we? make a move in the second round to move up to get that guy. So it, he brought a lot of things to question in my mind. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested. It makes it even more interesting for this weekend <laughs> to see what, <laughs> to see what the good old Chicago bears are going to do. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about neck, it, it's, I'm almost relieved because I mean, Pacers track record. No, it's, he only picked one quarterback, which mm, not is... truly. He brought in Glennon first. He picked well, that guy. Mm-mm, no, put that on him. Don't even let him slide. <laughs> Go, no, put that. He, he paid that man fifteen million dollars to play three games. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. I'll Mm-mm. okay. So over over three then. Because mm-hmm. if you put uh, you put Glennon on him, then you got to put uh, you got to put um, Foles. Uh, Nick Foles on him. Yeah. 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 All right. So over three. Though <laughs> Nagy Nagy was in that discussion for yeah. uh, for Foles as well, but I'm sure but, Pace was like, "Hey, hey, you know, uh, that's the guy we should really go after." Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that so that makes me feel good, but uh, as Adam alluded to in our interview, if Nagy gets the pick, that means that he's going to have a little extra time to develop him, which means yeah. Like I said, if we if we win seven games this year, those guys are coming back. In my in my estimation, that's what I that's what I I got from our discussion. So we can only win by losing, as fans. Yeah, and we lose by winning. It's so messed up. It's, it's so bare, up, man. And, and yeah. it's, it's so bare. And it's, the, it's the life of the bears. <laughs> it's so bare. Life of the bears. Well, you never know. Maybe 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 they'll come out and they mess around and they win thirteen games and you know. Stop yourself. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> a 13 game win. Well, no, that, that that's happened before. And then it got there. You're right. Yeah. No one bears went 13 and three. And then after that was just awful. The, the, they mess around, get an extension. Years. They win 13. Yeah, games. exactly. Yeah, and right. then we go Longer. four, four and 13 the next exactly season. Right. <laughs> Yeah, again, what we can I only thinking? win by losing and we lose by winning. That's that's where we're at. <laughs> we're in a bad place, oh, gentlemen. We're in a bad place. Yeah, man, man. So hey, let's have some fun, guys. Let's you know, we, we said we we're gonna do this. Let's do a, a, a mock draft. We'll go one through thirty-two in the uh do the first round and uh just have some fun and we can, you know, we can come back and see, you know, um how how good are we are as as, as draft prognosticators, um, and and Glenn, you're you're the pro with this man. So I expect you to be um, damn near perfect. perfect. Yes, <laughs> I just want but you to know, know it's different. You you guys, decisions you guys make affect me. You know, it's, we're not in a vacuum here. You know, mm-hmm. I, I gotta you know I gotta play off what you two guys do. You guys might throw a curveball. <laughs> Next thing I know, Wait, Mac Jones what, is a number two pick. What? Here's what I want to see. <laughs> the hell? Here's what I want to see. I want to see how good because you know uh, Glenn has his mock draft up on uh, NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. 
so I want to I want to see how close uh, his mock draft is to uh, is to ours, and and, uh, <laughs> and see wait 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 and really see if if if, if his picks add up, you know. <laughs> Or if I'm a complete hypocrite and go against every pick that I make <laughs> that I wrote about. <laughs> that, too. that too. So um so we decided the order of the draft and we went through um with the 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 just the fairest way of doing it. We played a game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and uh of course, smoke wins at everything. Of course. <laughs> and so he won the first pick of our draft. He will be the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Smoke, you are on the clock. Pick number uh, one. Fairly easy pick here. Um, I would have so much fun with this, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be realistic. Uh, I'm going I'm to go ahead and go with uh, Trevor Lawrence at number one. Trevor Lawrence, number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. quarterback, Clemson. I don't think you can go wrong with that pick. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. he had surgery. I don't think yeah. you can go wrong with that pick. <laughs> no one brings it up. They don't talk about his offseason surgery. None. They don't talk about nothing. I mean, Mom. you got Mel Kuyper saying he's going to two or three Super Bowls. I had the wow. question, with Jacksonville? Or are you anticipating he gets traded? or leave in free agency or something because well, you know what now he's won a championship at every level so yeah and jacksonville's got some skills they got a lot of picks they got skilled guys there i mean hey they were this close to beating tom brady and going so yeah they, could been, happen. they ain't been close to the playoffs since <laughs> <laughs> all right number GM, two pick your number two pick the number jets two. well you know what i'm about to do I'm gonna say damn it all and go don't for what I know. It. Don't do what it. Do you know? I don't want him to go there. Panay Sewell. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, ah, hey, Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. Deserves to be the number two pick overall. Justin and Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. I think he has the mentality and mindset and demeanor to deal with all the all the cacophony that comes from being in New York. It gets loud and brazen there, and I think he has enough uh, self-fortitude to be like, whatever, to be unfazed and do his thing. So, Justin Fields. That means I've got the third pick. I am the San Francisco 49ers, and I am going to take Justin Fields. Oh, no, excuse, excuse me. <laughs> got that's where it messes up. Got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read that wrong. I'm sorry. I'm taking Mac Jones, quarterback. Oh, really? With Wilson on the table. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I know what the okay. what the I know what the Falcons should do. I'm tell you what I think they should do. <laughs> With the fourth pick. Fourth pick. Who you got? Falcons. Atlanta Falcons take Sir Kyle Pitts. Okay. All right. Hey, he's probably the best player in this draft. Yes, sir. And they still – I mean, let's be real here. Matt Ryan is not on the verge of retirement. No, like, still real good. Like, he's still pretty damn good. Like, yeah. like it's like the media is trying to throw Matt, Matt Ryan away <laughs> far too soon. Like, let's be real here. Like, their defense just stinks. Sucks to hide <laughs> And their running game was iffy at best. 
right, number five. Number five pick. I'm sure I know this pick. Cincinnati. Man, dude, I can't tell you how much I debated and deliberated over this with myself personally over the last 24 hours, but I have changed my mind. Uh-oh. And because the Cincinnati Bengals drafted a left tackle in 2019, it was pretty decent development, and because they went out and got Riley Reif from uh, free agency, I think he was a cap casualty by the Vikings, I am not taking Panay Sewell. Oh, said. I'm taking Jamar Chase and the boys are hooking back. I'm getting the band back together again. Chase and Burrow hook back up. And now teams are going to be facing a triumvirate of Tyler Boyd in the slot, T. Higgins on one outside, and uh, Jamar Chase on the other outside. Probably probably go XYZ. Jamar Chase probably be that Z receiver. But yeah. Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Oh, let's That's see where you're going this at draft six. Is interesting. Man, let's see where you're this going at six. Interesting. Um, I got the Dolphins pick here. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I am going to say the Dolphins don't need a quarterback. They could use some offensive tackle help. So I'm going to go Panay Sewell, Ooh, offensive sense. tackle from Oregon. Though – I was listening to um, to uh, Tom Fair on the mm-hmm. radio the other day. Oh, this is your Panay Sewell story. This is my, yes, yes. And he brought up something that was very interesting. Uh, as a former offensive lineman, he breaks down offensive line, offensive defensive line play like nobody, nobody else. Maybe him and uh, my other favorite is uh, Brian Baldinger. I don't know if you've seen okay. him. Okay. He, he breaks, they, they, both these guys break it down like no one else. The interior play, mm-hmm. uh, or, the, or, the, or in, inside the trenches, I should say. Um, he said it's interesting that Panay Sewell wears a shoulder brace as young as he is. Wow. Mm. Is that an issue? Mm. Huh. I, I, you know, never thought about that. Now, you know, I've seen, you know, highlights and all that. He's the only person that's brought this up, but that, that is interesting. Hmm. Maybe it's usually, just a you comfort. know, usually guys you'll see maybe then maybe that's what it is. You know, guys wear uh, knee braces. I know when I was in college uh, and even in high school when I was at Mount Carmel, uh, all the offensive linemen wore knee braces hmm. just to you know precautionary. Precautionary, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it is just a precautionary thing. But he only wears it on one uh, one shoulder. On one shoulder, yeah. Right. So, huh? Is it? Is it? Is it not like one of them instances? Like a lot of the linemen wear knee braces. But that's what that's what I was that's what I said before. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, okay. like I know that that's a thing where guys just wear knee braces just just to be precautionary. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen anybody wear a shoulder brace like that. Right. Just fashion statement. He, he's the Michael something. Jackson. Maybe he's that's Michael what Jackson. it is. You know? Yeah, he Michael Jackson offensive line. He looks cool. You know, he looks cool with <laughs> a shoulder brace. You know? <laughs> I, I fair brought it up, and I thought that's that's interesting coming from an offensive line. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the way it's shaping up, yeah, I would take Panay Sewell uh, for the Dolphins. Well, after that bit of information, didn't change your mind at all. Not you, at you all. Still went ahead with the pick, so not yet. <laughs> Smoke the Lions okay, on the clock. Okay, what with the seventh pick, Lions just brought over what's that boy out of San? I mean, out of L.A. 
Jason Gall. Oh, Jason Jared Goff. Jared, Jared Goff. Jason Goff. Sorry, Sorry, Jason. They, they brought in Jared Goff and then lost Galladay. So I am going to say the Detroit Lions take Jalen Waddle. Okay. Hmm. Wide receiver Alabama. Looks like somebody's got the NBC Sports uh <laughs> My crab right in front of their face there. <laughs> I, I was about to pull that up, but you told me to pull up sports tech. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm just looking at the big board now. Right, 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 right. So uh, I'm just looking at the players. That's see. not no, hey. that's not bad, man. Before he got before he got injured, man. Yeah. That dude yeah. was he was oh, yeah. he was unreal. And then came and, he came back for the championship game. Yeah, shouldn't have, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I wouldn't have. <laughs> But I've been, I mean, it's just a lot of things I've been hearing on how teams are starting to view Devontae Smith because of his size. Yeah. That is, you know. It's scaring people. Yeah, it's, it's scaring people. And I think he's going to drop because of that. I agree with you. And so it's unfortunate, but hey. Did, didn't affect your feelings in the matter. Not my problem. <laughs> I'm going to take your boy, your teammate, Waddle. <laughs> Go kick rocks. Next. <laughs> Panthers on the clock. Glenn, what you got? Panthers. We're going to take, there's, there's no mystery here. Uh, Panthers take uh, Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Uh, maybe the best technician as far as offensive lineman in this draft class. Uh, although he has short arms, he doesn't let that dissuade him from being able to get his hands right in your center mass and control you. Very athletic, intelligent player on the field. Big fan of Rashawn Slater. As a Bears fan, I would love to see him slip down. Oh, man. If only. All right, I'm on the clock. Oh, Number nine, the Denver Broncos. Dude, you got to pull the trigger. You got to. Well, it has yeah. to happen at this point. It it's going to be Zach Wilson, quarterback at yeah. BYU. He's in the same area. It's the same region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to do that. That actually makes a lot of sense, though. Actually, like you said, though same I region, wasn't, you know, probably they, a better fit for him. Uh, Trey yeah. Lance wouldn't be bad either there. Yeah, but you look at that Broncos team – they're they're like one step away from being able to ready to win now. You know, they, yeah. they they need like maybe one more defender in the middle and basically a quarterback. They got pretty much everything else. They got two tight ends, wealth of receivers, decent line, offense and defense. They got edge rushers. They just need a middle linebacker that can really, you know, thump somebody and maybe and they got the corner when the bull, when the Bears messed up and let Fuller so now, you know, they they're 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 ready, they're they're really close, man. They're just in the wrong division. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn, damn Chiefs and, and the Chargers. Then you got the young, yeah, the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that boy name? Justin Herbert. Herbert, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's right, oh, it's on me with Dallas. Why would I have to be the one to make this pick? Uh, ten for the Cowboys. I'm going to take. Patrick Sertan corner. That's not a bad pick. No. That's, look at you, man. You're trying to get the Cowboys better. Man. <laughs> man. They've been – it's been so interesting with the Cowboys because every day on the show, on the sports shows, they talk about if Cal Pitts is there for the Cowboys – is is Jerry Jones going to take pitch or is he going to do what the team needs and take a quarterback? And I'm like, man, if you know Jerry Jones, he's taking pitch. He's yes. not caring about that defense at that point. 
And I would too. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, certain. Nice, nice. Oh, boy, Works out perfect for them. At that All right, pick man. The Giants. This is tough. This is a tough one because they need an edge rusher. They can also use a, a little help in the middle, a linebacker. I, you know what? I think this is this draft is going to push some edge rushers down. I'm going to get the best linebacker available, the best defensive player, <laughs> in my opinion. Micah? Uh, yep. Micah Parsons, Penn State. His number 11 brings back shades of uh, LeVar Arrington. <laughs> there you go. Mm, just not as just not as big of a neck. No, no, no. <laughs> Only Jaquiel Spikes Arrington. has a bigger neck. This pick. That's not this... bad. Levar Arrington. I, I never just how big his neck was on his uh on his on his head shot, man. It, man, him and Jaquiel Spikes. It's like they just there is no neck. It's just it's a like mound of flesh. <laughs> they stay. They stayed on a neck machine. A big muscle. Just a big muscle instead of a neck. All right, is it on me now? Yeah, yep. Yep. I got the Eagles, the twelfth pick. They might change some things up for me. Um, I think they are going to go. Uh, they're going to go wide receiver. They are going to go Devontae Smith. Wow! Like I said, this pick was going to change things up for them. Shades of uh, of Deshaun Jackson. I, I considered that. I actually had you in my head when I was thinking about that. You're like, yeah, you know, they'll take him. He's Deshaun's about the same size. Deshaun's actually a little bit bigger than him, but not much. Uh, you know that the the whole uh, the size thing doesn't bother me all that much. Um, because you, number one, if you want to try to press him, okay, but if he gets by you, you ain't catching him, and then you got to catch him in order to uh, in order to press him. And if he's as quick as you know, as mm-hmm. he shows on film, hey, you. you mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen these cornerbacks running four twos and four threes lately? They ain't slow either, bro. That's true. <laughs> and there's six one running four threes. But but he knows where he's going. And they got someone waiting for him. The safeties who are running four fives. <laughs> Man. Okay, that changed some things up for me. All right. Smoke, you got the Chargers pick 13. This, this is got the first 12 out the way. Now it starts to get a little. Yeah, because I was I was hoping GM. I mean, I was hoping Easy uh, left Devontae on the board there, but he took him off. So now I'm going to say the Chargers. They take JC Horn. JC Horn. We talked about him. Not bad pick. Can't ever have too many defensive that's, backs. Uh, that's Joe Horn's kid, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, Joe, call you on the horn. Uh... Wasn't Joe Horn the beer man? Or am I? No. I don't know. No. I do remember having the, the telephone and the uh yeah, he had the, the phone. The goalposts. Yeah. yeah. He had the cell phone. All right. 14. Minnesota Vikings. I'm gonna go. And again, it's funny, man. I, the Giants and the Vikings, most of the year, I've been saying, you know, edge rusher, edge rusher, edge rusher, edge rusher, edge rusher. I'm actually because they lost Riley Rife. Uh, they've got some issues on the offensive line. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go Elijah Vera Tucker because of his versatility. He can play guard or tackle. And so he'll be able to help wherever they need him on the line. So I'm going to go Elijah Vera Tucker because if they don't have any line play, their offense is stagnant because the brother won't be able to run and we know uh, the guy won't be able to throw the ball. Um, I got the next pick 15th. Mm-hmm. The New England Patriots. I get to be Bill I Belichick. Say it. 
Bill Belichick. I'm man. Uh, I guess trigger. I I guess I gotta pull the trigger on this one too. I was about to say, uh, uh, go they, they the need to back, and it's gonna be Trey Lance. That's okay. what quarterback I, North Dakota State. I had it written down already for you. I was about to say, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to move at all. They have to give any pieces. The quarterback <laughs> fell to him. Mm-hmm. So this is one, two, three. So we got four quarterbacks gone right now, right? No, five. No, five. Five. First one, two, three was quarterbacks. Yeah, oh, that's three. right. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. Hey, you picked three of them. I picked, I picked the third. One. Right. <laughs> that's five. All right. Uh, 16 Cardinals. Arizona. Uh, okay. I'm going to Arizona. I'm going to go with uh, Trayvon Morig. Okay. Safety. Morig. Safety. Yeah. TC. Because they, they lost uh, Pat Pete, right? Well, Pat Pete's a cornerback. Trayvon's a safety. Okay, he okay, okay. Pat Pete. But, I mean, hey, you can't have too many defensive backs if yeah. that's who you want. Yeah. You just stabbed my draft to the heart. But, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, 17, 17. Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are going to take uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromor out of Notre Dame. Outside linebacker. That's a good pick. I hope so. <laughs> I think they hope so too. <laughs> but that dude to be 215, he hits like he's 240. All right, 18. Look, my picking for the Dolphins again. Look at man. <laughs> Look at you. Right. Got their fortunes in your hands. Ooh. Um, went offensive lineman with the first pick. Went O line with the first one, right? Uh, now you picked him. Uh, man, this is tough now. Jeez, I guess I couldn't be a. Uh, uh, well, you wouldn't be picking for all the other teams, so you'd be a little more focused on the Dolphins. <laughs> they could use it. That I went tackle first, right? So they could yeah. use a. And I just ran out of time on the clock. Bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the big board, this is tough now. Let uh, me throw out a suggestion. I'm gonna go Quitty Pay. Okay. Edge rusher Ooh. from Michigan. Hey. He's hell of an athlete. I think his uh, cone time was actually faster than Von Miller's by a significant mm. margin. Cone drills overrated. Yeah, well, I just say that because I couldn't do the cone. Drill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's using that to get paid, so I'm sure he might think a little differently. Overrated. All I right. smoke. You got Washington, the 19th pick. Do the Redskins have a quarterback yet? Hey, they're the football it's, team. I mean, yeah, wow. yeah, what's, what's yeah. wrong with you? What the, football team. <laughs> the hell sorry. are we doing here? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Fitzpatrick is the inc- – or he's – Yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh, there now. They've got uh, some young guys I don't, backing him up. I don't, I don't expect them to use a first-round pick on a QB, but I do expect them to get a weapon. So I'm going to go Rashad Bateman. At nineteen, wow, dude, you really put. Uh, it's like it's like fancy football. You really took the guy I was just about to take. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, I think the Bears. Are, I, dude, this well, you is, talk, this you is talked pace. about you talked about him uh, when, when, during the uh, the Adam Johns interview. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, this is pace. He likes I, and you know what, Jim? But I had to. I, I couldn't think of like you know what I'm gonna do this because I think the bear. No, I'm like no. I got to do this like I'm picking for oh, this yeah. team because oh, yeah, I was no about to. I 
pass him because I'm like, you know what? I think the Bears will want him. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not a Bears fan right now. You are, you are picking for the Washington football team. And, yeah, the defense is set. I mean. They need linebackers. They, they, could, linebackers. they could probably get some more, but I think. No, they need linebackers. Their linebackers are trash. Their yeah. linebackers are trash. Mm. Yeah. Bostic's the best one, and he's just okay. Okay. Yeah, their linebackers are trash, in my opinion. I mean, I don't play the game, and they're better than me because they do. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, there's some yeah linebackers. Yeah, but but hey, I mean, you get Bateman now because they just picked up Samuels in free agency, and they've got mm-hmm. McLaurin, so they've got three wide receivers that can compete in a division that has Cowboys with three wide receivers, and now Philadelphia's got three wide receivers. So yeah, you know, it's the Giants. Like, Giants have three wide well. receivers. You know. <laughs> So hey, win in Rome. Yeah. All right. Well, since you completely destroyed you got my... the Bears, and and I think I know where you're going here. We'll, I'll let you know if if you make the pick that I think you're going to make, and I'll tell you why. <sighs> well, this is this is crazy because it's like I'm picking like I'm thinking like how the Bears are thinking, not necessarily what I would be thinking, but I'm I'm going to be I'm going to do the right thing. <laughs> I'm gonna do the right thing, and I'm taking uh, Tevin. I knew it. Tevin Jenkins out of uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I knew it, and I'm gonna tell you why I knew that. Because smoke blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Because I read your mock draft all season long, and for the majority of the season, yeah, that's who you had there. Yeah, the latter part, yeah, yeah. So I forced you to stick to your guns. Yeah, yeah, you forced me to do the right thing. <laughs> you, you saved me from myself. <laughs> All right, 21, I got the Indian. I should have messed y'all up and traded back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Um, and we're going to go uh, – now, you brought up that he had a um, off-the-field issue. But I'm going to go Kadarius Tony. Okay. Wide receiver, Florida. Interesting. I, I did not see offense for the uh, Colts. That doesn't mean they don't need it. And he's that kind of guy that you can just play him wherever. You know. You better give They're going to have to do a lot to keep Wentz. Yeah, he had an AK. Was it AK-15? Is that what it's called? Mm. Or AR-15? No, it was AR-15. 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 Yeah. AR-15. He had that in his vehicle. Mm. Um, really? There was, yeah, there was another time where he had something looking like it, but it wasn't. But then another time where he got stopped and he yeah, actually he had, had it. Post. And they asked him, like, you know, why do you have this? And he's like, hey, man, it's crazy out here for protection. So it ended up getting dropped. But, you know, that more, more in- AR 15 for protection? He's in Florida. I'm not going to put my political stuff out there. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> 22nd pick. Uh, smoke. That's you to Titans. Can I can I call a lifeline? <laughs> sure. GM, give uh, me some. Give me some. I'll say this: they they need cornerback. They lost to Dory Jackson. So you know what? That's where I was going to go. Okay. So you ain't got to say no more. All right. Because I was going Greg Newsom oh, second okay. at corner. I That's where I was in. going. I just wanted to make sure that. I was going to do the right thing. Okay. 
Quarterback Northwestern Raw. And when's the last time two Northwestern guys went in the top 30? I'm going to say never. Today. Yeah, tonight. Tonight, right. <laughs> tonight. Not, we don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen Thursday. <laughs> hey, is Caleb Farley still on the board? Yes, he is. That's what I thought he was going to take. Huh. Who that? Uh, the guy from Virginia Tech who had the micro dissectomy uh, surgery not too long ago. But he's like 6'2", 197, runs like about a 4-3-something. Uh, he he talks he talks a big game, so he's but he's going to oh, drop. Caleb Farley, yeah, but he's going to drop. The thing is, he he is going to drop because of that microdiscectomy. So and not that, but he's had a, a history of some injuries. So, um, that being said, what's it? Twenty three to the Jets. I'm going to go. You know, the Jets have some extra picks, and so this is the second of the first round picks. And the first one we feel strongly about. So we're going to slip this one in. If it doesn't work, people will forget about it because the first round will be remembered for having Justin <laughs> Fields. So we're going to take a chance on Caleb Farley since uh, mm. the Titans let him slide past. And we hope that his health lasts long and that he makes himself uh, a fixture in the uh, mm. New York uh, secondary. Picks on me, 24, the Steelers. I'm going to go running back. I was about to say, I think they need him. Najee Harris, running back Alabama. I see that on a lot of people's boards. I really do, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. Are they they running back away from winning? Seemed like they just had Najee Harris and they let him go. (laughs) (laughs) They did. (laughs) This guy actually, I think Najee's a little bit better than Connor, but kind of the same guy, seems like. It's crazy on his big board. They got ETN. Rated high. It's a different kind of back. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, big boards, Browns twenty six. Oh no, no, excuse me, no, twenty five. Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars. Jaguars. Uh, this is the Jag second pick, which is second time I'm picking for him as well, huh? This all worked out perfect, right? <laughs> um, I am going to protect the family jewels and take uh. Tevin Jenkins. No, no, he's gone. Is he, he's, no, he's gone. gone already. He's gone. he's gone. He's gone. That's not who I was looking at. I mean, Alex Leatherwood. That's who I was looking at. Offensive tackle, Alabama. And I messed up. I shouldn't have taken Jenkins. Now I look bad. I should have taken Jenkins. There's a guy that's slipping big time. That's slipping? Oh, yeah. And your your pick is making him and his family scratch the head even more. Like, what the fuck, man? Even though Alex, Even though Alex Leatherwood was the Outland Trophy winner, and he probably has the most experience out of all these linemen that are being taken, and he's a national champion, and he's got versatility because he's played yes. guard and tackle. People still don't rate him in the top four of the linemen. You're talking about uh, Darisol. Yes, I, yes, I, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. But guess what? Christian's not going to be taken by the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> 26, <laughs> Cleveland. You got? Uh, the Cleveland Browns, uh, getting clowny kind of changed some things. You taking Morick, because I thought he might last, kind of changed things. I, I, there's, a, there's a linebacker I like better, but I don't necessarily like him better for the Browns. I think he can be used elsewhere. Um, I'm going to go with 
Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. I think the way the Browns are set up, they need a linebacker that can roam, dropping the press about dropping the coverage, but it's also fast enough and lateral quickness enough speed to to close the distance and make big tackles. And I also rush off the edge and with Clowney and uh, Miles Garrett, that guy can get that <laughs> that dude can slip through and get a lot lot of lot of free cheese, as they would say. So Damon, I'm uh, sorry, not Damon, Jamin Davis. Jamin. Yep, Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. Linebacker. And I've got the 27th pick, the Raven. And this is where I think a certain somebody would fit perfectly. Don't forget they had that trade earlier. Mm-hmm. What trade? They traded, they traded with Orlando Brown. They traded their oh, right tackle, that's right. Orlando yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't planning on going tackle. Anyway. So they actually have the Chiefs' 31st pick as well. Mm-hmm. They're going to go wide receiver. They're going to go yes, they are. more wide receiver Ooh. from Purdue. What? Yeah. I mean, receiver, but that dude's 4 or 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rondell. losing to Purdue. <laughs> Who said that? Bobby Knight said that. Oh, <laughs> I'm tired of an eight and ten record. I'm tired of losing to Purdue. Smoke, you got the twenty eighth pick with the New Orleans Saints. Okay, maybe with the Saints. Kind of know something. Kind of know one thing that's always seemed to be trouble for them. Think I might be right. GM will be able to critique that if I'm wrong. But I'm going to go Asante Samuel Jr. at corner. I can see that. For the Saints. I'm not, I'm not a big Asante fan, but. Yeah, yeah I literally picked him because of the name. He, no, he's, he's, he's good. Yeah, right. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, this is the draft where everybody's kid is being drafted. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking about Patrick Chetain, the second. Yeah. J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. Asante Samuel. I'm getting old. Like, I didn't know Asante was that old. Like. He's not. We're not. Uh, you don't have to like, be that old, you know. <laughs> like, like his kid is about to be. In, well, yeah, you're right. He ain't got to be that old. He ain't got to be that old. I'm sure he's not older than Brady. No. Not even not. close to Brady. Probably like in his late 30s. Hey, Glenn, can I trade with you? Uh, I don't know. Can you? What, what do you got? I would like to move up. I would like to take the 29th pick of the Packers and you take the 30th pick of the Bills. It's up to you. No, just a just a one move up and one switch deal. Yeah, yeah. Same team, stay in the same pick, but just you and me pick trade. Oh, just you and I. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. That's the team stay. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's good with you. Sure, sure, sure. Why not? Right. Spice it up. With the 29th pick of the Packers, I'm gonna take the last player on my board. Did he said he was taking Mister Irrelevant because he hates the Jared Packers? Jared Goldwire, so <laughs> defensive lineman from Louisville. Who? Exactly. You can't come on, man. Pick for real. I'm he destroyed the Packers on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> That's so petty. <laughs> Who you say that kid? What's his name? No. His name so is dude. Jared Goldwire. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Hey, he's a big boy. He's 6'6, 305, man. He uh-huh. might be a solid pick. <laughs> right. It's our tackling W for the practice. A bunch of W's blocking sled. So Glenn, wow. you got the 30th pick. Okay. Uh, Buffalo. Uh, we're going to go with Zayvon Collins, uh, all-world linebacker out of Tulsa. Guys, 260, can do it all. Blitz, cover, tackle, hold, 
hold the uh, hold the edge, all that stuff. Emerging talent. So you got uh, smoke. You got the Ravens pick thirty one. And the Ravens and took, took a wide receiver, receiver earlier. earlier. Right. Okay, so with this pick, I'm going to go edge rusher. I'm going to go Aziz Ojolari. Has he Oj- been picked? Ojolari. No. Man, Ojolari. So y'all just don't like Christian Darisol, huh? They ain't, they, ain't got no, they ain't got no tackle. Y'all just like, screw that. Oh, man. <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't even think of it because I thought when we t- – I thought you, I don't know why I thought you took him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well – I, I, I can't 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 renege. <laughs> no, you know what? Aziz is a good pick too, uh, because especially to get him in now, because next year I think they're going to be missed. They're starting to get a little bit older on the tooth on defense, and um, I think Pernell McPhee. This might be his last year there, mm. so getting Aziz in there is a good McPhee thing. Is still in the league? Yeah, man. Right. Yep, he went back. Went back to the Ravens. Been there. This is I think his third year there. I'm gonna go Tampa Bay. You know, basically, I could take the place kicker right now, and, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's just, this team is pretty much stacked. They don't really need anything, but they got so many people on one year contracts. Uh, that being said, I'm going. To, I'm I'm a, I'm a in the trenches kind of guy. You build from within. I think so. Uh, defensively. Since Sue's getting close to his uh, end of his days, and Steve McClendon also was in his mid 30s or early mid 30s, I'm going to go with Levi Ouzurike out of Washington, defensive tackle. So you've got as the first pick in the second round. And that's so that going to be the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, got to pull it, man. Do it. Do it. Do man, it. This Te- teammates. Teammates. College teammates. Do it, man. Do it. Do it. Do it. Travis E.T. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, though. But you know, we can't influence the GM. <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's gotta he's gotta make a tough decision. Uh actually. Actually, um gonna go safety. Let's see. Linebacker. Barmore's left. Defensive line. Yeah, Barmore is there. Barmore's left. Uh, there is some. I'm gonna let Etienne wait a little bit. Hey, team go Christian, Christian Barmore. Team's one of fifteen. They got problems. <laughs> Christian Barmore, defensive tackle, Alabama. For oh the wait, first you know what? The second round. I was I was saying that the the Miami running backs. I'll say Miles Gaskin and Saber. That's the that's the Miami running backs. No, I got the wrong Florida team. They got James Robinson. Now that and you know what? They picked up Carlos Hyde too. So now they, they they're probably decent at running back. All right. So just to recap, uh five quarterbacks. There were a bunch of corners taken. Yeah, I think receiver was the most position. Uh, the, the position drafted the most was receiver. One running back, one safety, and one tight end. You know what? I think a lot of what we see here is what's going to happen. Now the guy that 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 Whoa, fell off the you know list didn't get get drafted. Yes, Jalen Ph- Phillips. Yeah, that's not yep. going to happen. That's not going to happen. How did? Yeah, that's not going <laughs> to happen. But but you know what? We don't know where he 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 he. he it probably won't happen. But he, he could go high or he could slide because him and Farley got those serious like Jalen. You got to wonder like, dude, are you just grabbing the money? Then you're going to retire after one year. 
Because, you know, he had those serious concussions where he actually retired from college. Mm. Yeah. You know, and he, has, he had a, like a, another injury, like a wrist injury and a serious concussion. So, you know, is he going to play or is he just going to take the money and retire in a couple of years? So teams are, you know, that's the thing where we don't know. We don't have that kind of access. You know, it's not a measurable. It's a personal interview. Those, you know, just get the feel on them. But, yeah. And Christian Derisaw is another person who fell off the first round and that won't happen either. I felt so that was that was a lot of fun um, doing that doing that mock draft. We'll see how uh, how close uh, we get to that come this Thursday. Uh, looking forward to the the NFL draft uh, next week. We'll we'll recap the draft, uh, recap what the Bears do, um, see if they you know make the right choices or you know. It's well, not Glenn, you, you're shaking your head over yeah, there. No, they, they might they might get it right. You never know. Uh huh. Keep hope alive. Yeah, history, <laughs> history repeating itself, and doom seem to keep coming up in my mind. But I, I feel you. Keep keep hope alive. All right. Once again, let's thank Adam Johns for coming on and chopping it yes, up sir. with us. I had a good time uh, with him. You can check out his work at the Athletic and also his podcast, uh, the Hogan Johns podcast that he does with uh, Adam Hogue of NBC Sports Chicago. So uh, good listen there, and uh, we just. You know, definitely appreciate uh, his time. Uh, with that, thank you for listening to us. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can find our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And you can also find us at hp53productions.com. There's a link to our podcast as well as um, some others, including the Super Duper podcast with Rob Griggs and the Father Good podcast with Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. And with that, Glenn, take us out. Hey, it's like we always say, especially when it comes to the draft. We ain't saying we're right. We just know we're better than the Bears. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. <laughs>